Chapter 6 of King Mumbo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. King Mumbo by Paul de Chalieu. Chapter 6 Wandering through the forest and learning the country, I reached King Mumbo's village, received by the king his fear of witchcraft, visits my dwelling, and receives presents from me. After wandering in that part of the great forest north of the Ecuador, and seeing many of its wild and fierce inhabitants, and hunting and killing many strange animals and birds, I came back to the coast, and sailed along its shore southward until I came to several large rivers, the Nazareth, the Mexias, and the Fernum Vaz, the Nazareth 40 miles, and the Fernum Vaz 70 miles south of the Ecuador. These rivers pour forth a great quantity of fresh water far out to sea. They flow through the great forest, and their shores are inhabited by many tribes. I lived among them a long while, and was greatly beloved by the people and their chiefs, many of whom became my good friends. Wherever I went I was sure of a hearty welcome. I felt perfectly safe among them. My word was law. I was known all over the land as the Ogizi or spirit. Often I used to go all alone in my canoe from one place to another. Strange indeed was the life I led. I loved to roam alone and be by myself, and often I slept in the forest without any companion. It happened that one day I came to a village where I landed and asked the people who had seen my canoe arrive and had come to meet me if the place was the residence of King Mumbo for I knew that I had come to that part of the forest where he ruled. They answered that it was, and told me to follow them. We walked together through the strange-looking street that made up the village. The houses were small, built of the bark of trees, each having one door but no windows. Back of the houses and between them and the forest were numerous plantain trees, with here and there a banana tree. The leaves of these were very large, some were over six feet in length and eighteen or twenty inches wide. The plantain is much like a banana, only much larger, and is cooked by the natives when green, and used by them as bread is by us at home. I was led to a large building where the people met to discuss subjects of importance. It was simply a roof supported by a number of pillars. A stool made of a single piece of a tree was brought in for me and another one for King Mombo. After I was seated, some men went to tell the king that the stranger had come to see him. King Mombo and his people had heard of me, for my reputation had gone far and wide, as I have said, and whoever met me 
knew from the description they had heard of me that I was the good Ogizi, with long, straight black hair hanging over his shoulders, who did harm to nobody and was the friend of so many people. Soon after, I heard the sound of the kendo, an emblem only worn by chiefs, a rude bell of iron in one piece with a long handle of iron also, and sounding like a cow bell. The sound grew louder and louder until King Mumbo stood before me. He was tall and slender. On his body were several scars from wounds he had received in wars, but he had a kind face and was gray-headed. Round his neck was a necklace of leopard's teeth and round his waist a belt of leopard's skin, on which hang a number of amulets or charms called by the people Mondas. These were to protect him from harm. Some of his slaves and several of his wives set before me a number of bunches of plantains, several baskets of sweet potatoes and goat, several kitchens and nine eggs. These presents showed that I was welcomed. After a short pause, King Mombo said, Ogizi, I am very glad you have come to see me. Remain with me a long time. There is plenty of game in the forest, and among my people and slaves are great hunters. Looking at his people, he said to them, Take good care of Orogizi. Then he shouted aloud, See how far my name and my fame are known. The Ogizi had come to see me. And as he said these words, he raised his head proudly. The people shouted, Great indeed is Momo our king, great is the Ogizi. The tom-toms made a great noise in honor of my arrival. Then King Momo called three of his wives and six of his slaves, and said to me, These women are yours. They will cook for you, get water for you, and keep your house clean. These slaves are yours, and will do what you order them to do. I and my people will all do whatever you wish us to do. Then the king's men went to fetch the things I had in my canoe. Among them were presents for the king. A house was given to me, not far from the one where King Mombo slept. It was divided into two rooms, and there were two beds in one room. These beds were simply flat surfaces made of the bark of trees, upon which were several pretty mats made by the king's wives. In the evening I went to see King Mombo and said to him, Tomorrow morning I will make your heart glad, for I have some present for you. Not in the morning, he replied, for I do not want my people to see what you are going to give me, for there is much witchcraft in our land, and many are killed by it. Often relatives bewitch those from whom they expect to inherit, and cause their death, ho! Oh, he added with fierceness in his eyes. When we find wizards and witches, we put them to death. After a pause, 
he resumed. Cocolo, Cocolo, which meant please, do not tell anyone that you gave me presents. Then he took hold of my right foot to add force to his request. Slaves do that to their masters when imploring for their lives or asking not to be sold. I promised him not to tell, and he gave a great sigh of relief at my words. And as he left me, he whispered in my ear, Wait until it is dark, very dark, tomorrow before you send for me to give me my presents. It will be very dark when I send for you, King Momo. I replied, and at my words he shook my hand gratefully. In the middle of the night, when everybody was asleep, I saw in the dark two people entering my hut and heard a whisper. It is I, King Mumbo, and my faithful slave Rabolo. I come to get my presents. I lighted a torch. It was Mumbo. He had not had the patience to wait longer. His face and body were painted in different colors, and he was covered with charms to protect him against witchcraft. I set at his feet two brass kettles, again, a big bunch of white beds, three files, two discs of steel with flint for making fire, a red woolen cap, and two looking glasses. When he saw these presents, his face beamed with joy, and, after thanking me profusely, he and his slave Rabolo left, carrying with them the precious gifts. The king implored me again to tell no one of the things I had given him. End of chapter 6